Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the Four Man Rush. Hello, Panther fans, and welcome to another podcast of the Four Man Rush. I'm your host, Timmy Vio, here with Kevin Jadarius and Larry up in the building. And we're going to talk about some uh, acquisitions. <laughs> One acquisition in particular, obviously is the, the old QB, former QB for the uh, New York Jets, uh, one Sam Darnold. So we're going to talk about that and the picks that we gave for him. Was it worth it? Was it not? Is he an upgrade over Teddy? Is he not? We'll get into all that. Obviously, they're going to be com- combating during camp. And uh, mm, <laughs> I believe, was it Jadarius? I think it was, you put a, <laughs> you put something on Twitter. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if Greer beat <laughs> Let me find Grip beat out Darnold, but I don't think that's going to happen, man. But you know, we'll get into that too. Um, and then we're going to talk about the obviously the uh, the draft coming up, and you know we'll 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 touch on rounds one and two. Um, you know, we'll give our opinions on who we hope will be the first pick, um, which will be a better pick at the first uh, as the first pick. So, <laughs> so hey, hello, D has uh, Panther fans. Uh, the four man rush is on the scene. Before we get started. Uh, shout out to Manscaped. Um, if you, uh, if you folks haven't known yet that we are official, officially sponsored by Manscaped and, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like that. So, uh, let me tell you something about Manscaped real quick before we get started. Uh, because if, if you're, if you're a man and you go through things like most men do, including, you know, keeping the balls all nice and tidy, well, Manscaped. It has that shit under wraps. I'm just, I'm just saying, right? So, the premium Manscaped Weed Whacker is one thing that they have, right? It's a 9,000 RPM motor powered, 360 degree rotary dual blade system, and it makes whacking your weeds, quote unquote, a time to look forward to delivering maximum confidence while providing hygiene. Um, they also have a formulation to keep you fresh and ready for everything that comes your way. It's called the Crop Preserver. Um, I use that shit every day. I believe the uh, the fellas do too. Um, shout out to Manscaped for for sending us a, sending us free product. Absolutely. But the, uh, the crop that crop preserver is awesome, y'all. I'm like like for real. If you if you play sports or you know you doing a lot of stuff outside, especially this time of time of the year, fellas, you know you get you get you get that uncomfortable feeling in between you in between your legs and shit. You know what I'm saying? Doing all that rubbing and all that shit. That crop preserver ain't no joke, man. For real, uh, it's an anti itching. Anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. Real talk, real talk. Um, you also find the crop the crop reviver, which is a spray, right? So you know it's just not in the cream; it's a spray. Like if you're on the go, it, it, it works especially well after the shower. Man, I, I have to say, I, I love that stuff, Larry. You, how you feel about it, Larry? You, I know you you speak highly of it too. Oh, I'm a major fan of Manscaped. Like I'm not gonna say it changed my life because I've been. A fan of grooming myself properly, but mm. what Manscaped is that it's just made it easier for me. Like I don't have to worry about nips and cuts. I never smell unpleasant. I always smell great now with the deodorizer that I use daily. So I'm a big fan. I know, I know. Yeah, man, ladies and gentlemen, Mans- Manscaped, you got to get with it. You got to get with it. Uh, if you want to save twenty percent off on your purchase, just use our code that will be in our comment section. Uh, 4MR Scaped 20. I'll go ahead and type that in there right now. And it'll be in our comment section on uh, all our uh, um, podcast platforms, too. That's 4MR Scaped 20. 4MR Scaped 20. If you guys are, you know, with us on live stream, enjoy the code. There it is right there. Just go to www.manscaped.com. Bam. Get twenty percent off on your total purchase. They got cologne, which smells phenomenal. They have the 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 ball toner, right? They have um, 
the bushwhacker, right? They have it. They have it all, and it's all for fellows, man. And you guys, you all, you all know there's some things that never really get talked about and taken care of, like it should. And one of those is our crown jewels. So y'all enjoy that, man. Shout out to Manscaping. and appreciate you guys teaming up with the four man rush. So on to to, to some Panther football. Sam Darnold. <laughs> now, Larry, you, you you suggested that we come to you last, and I I will I will uh, I will do that. Uh, Jadarius, uh, I guess we'll we'll let you ride first, and Kevin, you come in there, and uh, we'll, we'll head over to you, Larry. How do you feel, <laughs> Jade? <laughs> About one Sam Darnold coming on to the old Carolina Panther playground. What's up? To me, this is a move that feels extremely uh, reactionary. If I had to put it um, bluntly, uh, plainly, mm. it's um, it's it was obvious this offseason that we had our um, all our eggs in the basket for Deshaun Watson, um, and then he started going through stuff. Um, it looked like Stafford was on the plane to come to Carolina. And then uh, the Lions still um, the Lions trade him to the the Rams instead. So it's not is there's no even with Wilson uh, Russell Wilson um, of Seattle Seahawks. Um, there was a hint that he may be dissatisfied where he is um, in Seattle, and like not even twenty four hours later, our name is attached to it as well. Um, some of that is because we have uh, Fitterer um, from Seattle. But it just feels to me like this is the this was the constellation prize, and I get why per se because uh, I feel like this is Tepper being extremely uh, impatient. Um, he he has been pushing for a quarterback in my mind since uh, the halfway point of last season when Teddy came back and he from injury and. He just he just couldn't get back into a groove and and often struggled. And then at the conclusion of the season, he probably went back. It was like, okay, our red zone was down. Um, we didn't convert as much as we uh, did at the first half of the season on third down, and uh, we got behind the sticks a lot more. And we didn't push the ball down the field in the first half of the. It's like it compounded at the end of the season. Um, but I get why, and I, I I like Sam Darnold because he's talented. But I feel like um, this was a trade you could have waited on and sat on um, for a quarterback, especially in the draft. There will always be uh, hype and uh, an anticipation from NFL teams to trade up. So when you look at the the top eight, um, you see a team like Atlanta who just came out like not even 24 hours ago saying, oh, we we're not, there's a little bit of uncertainty there. They don't know if they're going to trade back or just stay put and take their guy. So um, from what we know about Sam Darnold discussions of uh, the Broncos were actually in on that deal too. Um, they, they were conversating with the, the jets about what it might take to get uh, one Sam Darnold to Denver. So they're looking for a quarterback. If they if they take a uh, bunny hop us and take a quarterback in the draft, then the price, the axing price for one Sam Darnold goes down. Hmm. So you could essentially hold your horses, just wait till the draft, stay put, and if they trade up for a quarterback, fine, they get their guy. We draft whatever. At the conclusion of the draft, you probably don't have to <laughs> include a second-round pick to send that trade through because by then, the Jets have already taken Zach Wilson and they're ready to go. So I feel like had they waited, they might have paid a little bit less. But I understand why they went ahead and did it. Um, they just wanted to go ahead and, and cover all bases for whatever reason. That should a quarterback fall in the draft, Fitter has already said, and that's the part where I have an issue. If Justin Fields falls to number eight, it's my opinion that you cannot draft him. You have already invested in a quarterback. 
you already invested a, a start potentially two starters. A fourth round pick is another. We see Ian Thomas now. He he was starting for us last year, even though he didn't do much. But still, you have invested two future picks for a team that is rebuilding. You cannot draft another quarterback and not get them the top flight or offensive tackle they deserve to have to protect their blind spot. It's not going to help either of them. If Sam Darnold busts and and we and that didn't work out, but Justin Fields falls, he's going to be in the same position as Sam Darnold would be um, if he worked out and we didn't take an old tackle. So you're going to have to put that quarterback in the best position to succeed. Teddy was our bridge. There is no reason why <laughs> Darnold should be another bridge. <laughs> mm. The next mm. commitment at quarterback should be the long term. And, and if it's not worth committing to him long term, then there's no point in doing it. You might as well just wait. Mm. That's my opinion. So I like in, in summation. I, I, I get it. I like Sam Darnold. I think he's talented. He's got more arm. I don't know if he's more athletic. People are saying he's more mobile. I don't, I don't know if I believe all that. But I think he's he has a better arm than Teddy. Uh, some of the throws are Zach Wilson s. So I think that's why a lot of our hype um, from Panthers Twitter and Panthers fan bases and media is coming because they saw they saw Zach Wilson show out on his pro day. He made a similar throw or one time long before. But mm-hmm. <laughs> his decision making is future. But we'll we'll get into all that on when it, when it arises. I get it. I'm fine with it. I'm just not sure it lines up with the team Rome back right now. Got you. Got you. Totally understand, man. People people in the comment section are digging that too. Kev, the Darnold. <laughs> well, for me when this when this came out, you guys know I was pretty I was pretty numb about it because number one, you know, I'm on team Teddy and I wanted to see Teddy Bridgewater had the opportunity to redeem himself from 2020. Yes, he bears his part of his blame. But as I, I found out on Panthers Twitter and Panther groups, you know, so many feel like all of our offensive problems were just on him. So I'm kind of battle tested with that. You know, I had people tag me once, you know, Donald was acquired, stating that I had told you Teddy's gone and all this other stuff. So I had to hear all that nonsense. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's all good. You know, mm. I'm thick. I wear mines. You know what I'm saying? I could take it. Um, number two, if you don't sold me on a rebuild, why are we giving away draft capital? Mm. That was my second feeling. I mean, mm. if you're telling me we're going to build through the draft, then I'm looking for us to acquire draft picks not give them away. I only see giving away picks for a quarterback once you have the rest of the team assembled and and that's the last part that you need. That's when I'm okay with giving away draft capital. Again, I'm just a fan. That's just my preference, just based on different ways I've seen it done. You know, I'm, I'm all about maximizing your picks in a draft because they help keep your costs low. So the more draft picks you got, you know, the more players you keep on the cost until we can get this, you know, salary cap, you know, readjusted, which which is going to be lovely next year. But in the meantime, you know, I'm just trying to make sure we keep things in proper perspective salary cap wise. That's number two. <clears throat> Excuse me. And number three. Me personally, I don't have no personal venom towards Sam Donald. I mean, I remember watching him some out at USC. Uh, my daughter, as you guys know, who lives in California, she's a huge USC fan. So, you know, she definitely was hyped. Matter of fact, she told me today, daddy, when I come out there, yeah, I got to go meet Sam Donner now and get his autograph. You know, I'm going to bring my USC shirt so he can autograph when I come out there for training camp. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it is what it is. (laughs) But looking at it from both sides, like I said, I'm numb because if it works out, Cool. If it don't, cool. You know, it, it doesn't take us out of the running to possibly pursue another quarterback in a draft next year. Because, you know, the salary cap situation with Teddy, you know, after this year, depending on if he stays, you know, I saw an article where Panthers have sought, have let Bridgewater seek a trade. Um, you know, if, if he gets traded and we can get a, a pick or two back from it, 
hey, cool. You know, like like I said earlier, draft capital. Uh, but if not, he ends up, you know, batting a lot with Donald and they, you know, whoever, whether he's the starter or the backup next year, we can let him go. It's a five million dollar dead cap hit. And, you know, we can, uh, you know, we can be right back talking about quarterbacks, depending on how uh, Sam Donald does his first year. Uh, Panthers are discussing with his agent to extend his fifth year extension right now. So literally they're giving Sam Donald two years to show it because from a from a cost point of view. It's only going to cost the Panthers uh, $20 million to, for over two years to see what Sam Donner can do. And from that aspect of it, that's why I say I'm numb. I'm not excited about it, but I'm not totally devastated either because it's the if factor. If it works out, we got a quarterback that was – when he came out in 2018 as one of the top three quarterbacks to that draft class, and we got him for basically two day three picks in a second, that's a fucking steal. Point blank period. You know, but I'm also a little hesitant to get all excited because you guys know I've I've been leading the bandwagon on these reclamation projects for players. Oh man, they come here, we can get them right. And you know, you know, I thought I thought that about Matt Khalil, who's also a number three overall pick. You know, back in his day, um, I thought, you know, he'd come here and he'd get right. And a couple other players that came here and that struggled elsewhere. And I I, I, I was all in on thinking they're going to revive their career. And it just, uh, just hasn't worked out in my favor on that part. So I'm a little hesitant, you know, with this whole Sam Donald thing. I, I, I can see the positive, what could be. But depending on how we're doing this draft, particularly when it comes to this offense line, that'll let me know how confident to be, you know, with the, with our quarterback situation moving forward. But my position, I'm numb. I'm not mad. I'm just not excited. I'm just going to be patient and see how the chips fall. Right up. Right up. All right, smooth. All right, what's up, Panther Nation? So I'll touch on a few points tonight. First off, if you can go back to the 2018 draft, I mean, it was a heavy quarterback draft. You had a lot of quarterbacks come off the board. To be honest with you, there wasn't a team in the NFL, aside from the Cleveland Browns, that didn't view Sam Darnold as the number one quarterback picking the draft. So when you talk about what you gave up, you gave up a second round pick next year. Nobody knows what the next year's second draft, uh, next year's draft is going to look like. And you gave up two day three picks that, you know, historically the Panthers don't really do much with. But you were able to get a third overall pick. And if you look at Sam Darnold, I don't want to talk about the numbers because the numbers, they, they're, they're horrendous. He's last in a lot of categories. But if you focus on the upside, the fact that he's 23 years old, the fact that he has the arm strength to make every single throw on the field, the fact that. If anybody, I'm from New Jersey, so a lot of my friends, a lot of my, my colleagues, they're Jets and they're Giants fans. Everybody from my neighborhood knows that the Jets are the worst-ran organization in sports. It's the New York Knicks and it's the New York Jets. That's facts. So I can't really judge him off of what he's done in New York City because, obviously, the man calling the plays from him was Adam Gase. And if you go back to a guy named Ryan Tannehill, he looked like a bus pretty much too until he got away from a cancerous Adam Gates. Mm. So if you look at his ability to if you look at Darnold's ability to step up in the pocket, something we don't get to see a lot, um, his mobility to be able to get outside of the pocket and still make pretty good throws, there's a lot of upside to the guy. So when it comes to giving up picks and stuff like that, I'm not too mad about next year's second and a couple of day three picks this year. Because for, for one, we're going to probably get a couple of day three picks for Teddy Bridgewater. So that's probably the only thing that I would have did different. I probably would have tried to find a home for Teddy Bridgewater first. I would have got rid of him. Even if I got to go, go out and try to fumble around and make sure I get a, a, another quarterback, I probably would have tried to find a home for Teddy Bridgewater first. That's the only thing I probably would have did different. That way I can load up on picks a little bit, and I might have been able to give a different type of deal for Sam Darnold. Now, my second point to this is, 
Only person that's going to agree with me is Kevin Avery. We're the only hog molly specialist in this in this Panther group. And this is the thing. Now that you actually have a quarterback, whether you think he's the one or not, the fact that you have a quarterback that you have, you're confident enough to start, when you approach that eighth pick, you can go BPA. Because everybody knows we have a few needs. We need a corner. We need a tackle. Definitely need some interior, guard, center, what have you. And then you need a quarterback. So when you go to that eighth pick, you're able to go BPA. So if Justin Fields is there, take him. I know you gave up some capital to get Sam Darnold, but at the same time, you still can take the best player available. I don't know if you understand the strategy, but when you're going into the draft, you use free agency to address as many needs as you can so you can take the best player available come draft day. If you look at our free agency period, a lot of it is underwhelming. This is no different. You know, we got underwhelming offensive linemen, an underwhelming quarterback for what most of you believe. But the fact of the matter is our only free agent signings to be excited about were, were Reddick and Perryman. So nobody should be blown away about the Sam Darnold pick because whether you're excited or not, it's been following the philosophy that the new GM has been taking. If I can address a need in free agency, I'm going to do it, and I want to put myself in a position where I can draft BPA. So say Sam Donald works out. You can go into this draft, use your eighth pick to go get you over Sean Slater or Panay Sewell, or if you trade back a little bit, you might be able to get a Christian Derisaw. So I'm just getting my prayers answered. I think Kevin was lying a little bit when he said he's numb. What this move told me is that we're finally going to address the offensive line. So what getting Sam Darnold did for us, it gave us an opportunity to come into this draft and go BPA. And it's likely that if we go on BPA, we'll be able to go get a blue chip offensive lineman to protect whoever is back there, whether it's Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold, you want to pay Cam Newton back on the minimum contract? You want to start real Greer? Either way you slice it, you're going to get some protection. So that's why I'm a little bit hyped about this pick because I looked at Sam Darnold at USC. I know they don't have a great reputation for quarterbacks, but the man is athletic. The man can make every throw, and there's a lot of upside. And we happen to have an offensive coordinator that's able to get the best out of players. Joe Burrow was pretty average before he got to start with Joe Brady. Yeah, I, I, can, I can agree with that all day long, dude. Uh, I, I've, I've honestly been hoping that we pick at least four offensive linemen in this draft. I'm dead serious. If we can come away, come away with, with four badasses, four dogs, it's going to be a problem. Regard, like you said, regardless who's behind them sons of guns, it's going to be a problem. I, I, I feel you, Larry. I, I do, man. Um <laughs> And now earlier, before we started recording, I mentioned that but I wouldn't mind having one of those corners. I believe um, it was a certain. I believe that's one of them. I, I would, I would love to have one of those corners. But at the same time, since since this Sam Darnold situation, it it, it would behoove the Carolina Panther organization to really pick up those hog mollies that they got in the draft this year. They, we, they, I mean, there's some straight up. Yeah, I mean, it's a monsters, boy. If you, it, it, you know, we've been talking back and forth in the chat, uh, ladies and gentlemen, about you know the measurements and and the, um, you know with, with uh, the offensive tackles in this draft, especially the the top two. I mean, they're they're, they're these are these are stellar athletes, folks. Stellar, and some there's some interior linemen coming in this draft that are we could really build our our offensive lineup for years and years to come. But my thing about Sam Darnold, bro, he's had three years to to build bad habits. If he doesn't get the starting role, that means those bad habits are still there. How long are we willing to keep trying to get the bad habits out if that's the case? If it's not the case, of course, he he has great great measurements. He has he has a great throwing uh, throwing ability. A lot of the times, the picks that he threw were were just just 
bad decision making. Uh, I, that's that's my only thing about Sam Donald. He's a he's a quarterback, dude. I mean, the guy could play the, the play the position. Obviously, we all we all seen young quarterbacks get those bad habits, boy, and they will keep them sons of bitches for years. I I just really hope that Joe Brady can get that out of him. If that's the case, he has Christian McCaffrey. He didn't have nothing like that in in New York. This this might be the situation that that uproots the old and brings in the new. But at the same time, <laughs> he's a young guy that has bad habits and he makes bad decisions. I, I'm I'm j- I'm just worried about that man. But he might not have to he might not have to do that when he got Christian McCaffrey running for fifteen hundred yards in the season. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, hey, we get some old lineman, boy. We're gonna be a fucking problem, folks. Believe that. I think it's fair to mention that the league as a whole sees Darnold as damaged goods at this point. Hmm. Because the Panthers and the Broncos is not are not the only teams looking for a quarterback. And to be fair, with what he put on what Darnold has put on film at USC, even even at times at New York. There's no way we should be the only two teams that should be in the running or looking for a quarterback like this. And, and at, at some point, you have to go back and look at um, quarterbacks that were in terrible situations and and see were they able to overcome um, the demons in their head. Like, you, Sam Darnold going to need an exorcist. I'm going to just go up put it like that. And I think we're giving Joe Brady a little bit too much credit for somebody that put the backup quarterback at wide receiver with 3,000-yard wide receivers on the sideline in 31 personnel multiple times. This was not an experiment. He did this four times in a single drive. No training. I, I get it. No training cap. You just out there you, you trying what you, you – Look, you're faking it until you're making it. But it, 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 it ain't no way, bro. <laughs> there is no way you should keep on coming back out in heavy packages and you ain't getting no push-up front. With 3,000-yard wide receivers. Three. Backs in, in a scheme where you're supposed to be getting out in space fast. Yak. And you want to try to push the line consistently and you getting blown off the line every time almost mm. we giving this man way too much credit i get it sam donald is in a better situation i won't even you, we're not even gonna do this because robbie anderson was just at the jets quincy and knew why he's not a well-known guy he's not a mom neither but law power was balling he had frank gore he's he, he 40 but he's still doing it <laughs> We're not going to do this. All, look, I'm not saying the Jets are not. With, I'm not saying the Jets are without fault because Adam Gase is a crack case. We'll go ahead and say that. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> look, we're, but we're not, we, not going to sit up here and pretend that all of Sam Darnold's issues is the Jets' faults. We're not going to do that. We're just not going to do that. I'm not trying to do that at all. I just want you to look at it as like it's 50-50. And usually that 50 that goes on the quarterback, that goes on all quarterbacks that come into the league. There's a growth process. But just like Tim mentioned, he's had three years to eliminate bad habits. I don't view it as that because I've looked at the Jets. Like I'm I'm kind of close to that situation. I look at it as two years because we all know year three, that team got gutted because they were tanking to go ahead and get, I guess, Zach Wilson at this point. Mm. So I'm looking at it as a as a point where like he really hasn't had a fair development process. So even if he he don't knock out of the park in this year with the Panthers, I still think there's a lot of growth and there's a lot of upside to go with the man. But all I can really tell you is BPA at this point, like you you made a move like this, that's telling me how the front office is thinking. We're going BPA. Mm. We're probably going to go ahead and get an offensive lineman. I've seen somebody in the comments mention, you know what? You can take Patrick Sertain, still get blue chip offensive lineman in later rounds. I agree. But still BPA. So when you, when you when, before you make mm. this Darnold pick, you're really not BPA. You really still are feeling quarterback needy. We don't want to go into a position where we feel like we're quarterback needy 
Because if you look at most of the teams that do that, it doesn't work out. Teams that reach for a quarterback in that top 10 pick, just tell me how many teams actually win Super Bowls with a top 10 pick quarterback. It just, it can happen, but it usually takes a lot of time. We have enough talent on this roster where in three years we can be competing. So I think that Federer was just following a philosophy that he has. He wants to put himself in the best position come draft time. So, you know what? Go get Sam Darnold. There's a lot of upside. If it doesn't work out, you you don't really lose much. You can still go ahead and try to get a quarterback later. But at least you can go into the 2021 draft feeling like, you know what? When that eighth pick comes, I'm picking the best player available. Mm-hmm. And that's really all it is. I, I understand what you're saying, J.D., but really it just comes to putting, your, putting yourself in a position where you can take the best player with that eighth pick. That's all it came down to. Word up, man. Now, speaking of which, uh, I know we were going to talk about who we thought the Panthers would select with the eighth pick overall. And, you know, we've been kind of, you know, dancing around that topic. I I think let's let's uh, uh, let's dive directly into that, man. Um, J.D., who do you think we should pick at number eight? Okay, so um, for me personally, I was going ahead and looking at um, before all this Donald stuff went down. I was um, looking at the quarterbacks, honestly. So I, I, I definitely, I think me and Smooth agree um, from the draft pro, um, aspect of it that um, this move was to give us options. So if a quarterback does not fall at eight, then we don't have to be pressed to uh, to find one later in the draft or pressed to find Teddy's replacement or his successor next year. So my opinion is um is much like Teddy and Kevin's um mm-hmm. now that we have invested in a quarterback whether you think like I think Smooth or Kevin said this before whether you think this is the guy or not you got to put him in the best position to succeed mm-hmm. because his success at this point is going to benefit the whole team um long term cuz now you won't have to uh, invest in another quarterback with the top pick and you could just take luxury picks like Kyle Pitts <laughs> that actually went. They win every every single rep almost against some of the top corners in the class. You can do picks like that. You can add a Jalen Waddle to the to the group. DJ Moore, Jalen Waddle, Robert answer. If we had if if everything else was set, um, and and he succeeds and Darnold succeeds, you can do that next year. You can you can add you can add diamonds, and then we'll be just the the highest firepower offense. We can be we can literally be the Chiefs if Sam Darnold's if Sam Darnold works out. So from my from my perspective right now, as it stands, um, post Darnold trade, go ahead and uh, get on your knees and pray that Sewell falls. <laughs> and if he doesn't, go ahead and take um, go ahead and take Slater. But I I'm a DB guy too, so I, I'm kind of I'm kind of conflicted, Tim. I'm I'm kind of with you because yeah. Patrick Sertain. He, behind this pass rush. <laughs> he's special, folks. He is. And, and y'all know how I feel about this other dude, number 25, we got on this team. I ain't going to mention him. I, I want him to do good. Salute to you, brother, man. Get your money. But uh, um, I don't really mess with you like that. But, um, but yeah, go, go ahead and get your offensive alignment. and protect your, your investment. Um even though it's people are saying it's, it's like we get we gave him chump change. I mean, a second round pick is another Jeremy Chin potentially. Potentially, uh, it could be another Taylor Moten. Like second round picks aren't just throwaways. I don't know why because it's a future pick. People just think it's a throwaway. When next year comes, we're going from first round to probably third or fourth round, and we're gonna feel that. I wouldn't be surprised if we trade up. Um. Into, back into the second round. And then at that point, you're just losing more draft capital for a rebuilding team. So I don't understand. That's the that's the aspect I don't understand about the Donald trade, but I don't think it changes um, where we are right now as far as number eight pick. I'm taking if, – if, if Sewell's on the board, I'm taking him. If Slayer's on the board, I'm taking him. Uh, I, don't know, I feel you, man. Uh, Kevin, who you picking well in that, that first pick, man? 
Man, I already got the car written out my damn self just for uh, <laughs> j- just for the draft. You know, uh, I got two of them basically. Um, hey, you know me. I, you know, thanks to Larry putting me on to um, uh, Panay Sewell um, a good while back. I, you know, everybody's telling me, man, it's not even a chance. It's not even a chance. Same way they told me last year, Derek Brown, there wasn't a chance, and. <laughs> You know, the football gods looked out last year, and I'm just hoping that even though I didn't make it to church this year because it's pandemic, they'll bless me one more time with a lineman. Ooh. You know, I just I just need the other side. I, I just need to see Dad Brown versus Sewell in practice. That would bring my heart much joy. <laughs> you know, iron sharpening iron right there. But uh, for me, 1A, Sewell, 1B, Slater. Uh, you know, depending on which – Depending on how much stock you put in the mocks, how they fall, I've seen where where both could still be available because everybody's trading up for quarterbacks and these wide receivers and and and, and all that good stuff. So, uh, you know, for me, I want all, I want all five quarterbacks gone before we pick anyway. That's that that for, that for my for my personal benefit, I would look at because that's going to force talent right down the pipe. You know, it's like do I want the do I want the Rolls Royce? Do I want the Maserati? Damn. Mm. You know. Yeah, shout out Bill Spires. See, you, 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 got, you, got, you got it right there. See, we'll see, we'll see, we'll. I, I mean, both. Yeah, I might Dester both of them. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, that's with me for number eight because, I mean, Panther fans, you know, they only complain about the linemen when things are going bad. That's the only time they talk about it. You know, a lot of people got this mind frame. You just, oh, just plug in a 300-pound guy because he's 6'5", and that, that'll that be enough. And then when, you know, when he start playing like Darrell Williams 2019 version, then you wondering what's going on, you know, giving up. You know, he done made Shaq Barrett, you know what I'm saying, almost a, a, a $100 million man just out playing, you know, uh, out-of-place offensive lineman that just was giving up quarter pressure right and left. But – yeah, for me, C. Willis Slater, you know, at number eight, that'll, that'll do wonders for me. But um, uh, I'm definitely hoping C. Will because Jordan, Jordan Grossman gone since, what, 2013? We've had a different starting left tackle every year since then. I'm ready to put a stop to that. Wow. It's, it's, it's time to put a stop to that. And, um, well, I mean, we're talking about somebody that's only given up one sack his whole college career. Only a total of, I think, of maybe 15 quarterback hurries and pressures all together. Mm. How can you not want that for whoever your quarterback is? You know, but that's just me. So, any one of the S brothers, see Willis Slater. <laughs> right on, man. Uh, Larry, what you think, man? Well, I want to first say I appreciate Kevin for giving me my flowers because I've been on Panay Sewell long before the national media. I think I told Kevin about Sewell like the like priest like you know off season last year. I was pretty twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. I've been on the guy, so I'm gonna still be on Kevin's team right now and tell you that you know what, whether it's Sewell or Slater, go ahead and address that offensive line. But I do want to take y'all back a little bit. Let's go back to 2012. Look at that linebacker core we had. We had James Anderson. You know, he has a lot of tackle records with the Panthers. You had John Beeson, a perennial pro bowler, all pro. You also had Thomas Davis. Everybody knows his resume with the Panthers. And then surprisingly, at the ninth pick, we took probably the, it's arguable, maybe the best Panther player ever, Luke Keekley. So I'll bring it to you right now. Say we can't go get that offensive lineman that we want. You got a guy named Parsons from Penn State. He immediately makes that linebacker room better. So when when you talk about BPA, if Parsons is the guy at pick eight, take him. A lot of people, they'll be mad at it (laughs) early because it's not addressing a need. But I feel like the best teams in the NFL – that first round pick, they take the best player available. If it happens to be Mika Parsons, go ahead and take that man. But I'm still on the team of, you know, making this offensive line better. So if you can go get a blue chip guy at pick eight, my guys are Panay Sewell, 
uh, Rashawn Slater. If you want to, if you were sitting at that eighth pick, you want to trade back a little bit, you might be able to go get you a Christian Derisaw from Virginia Tech. But either way, like I said, going back to this Darnold pick, this Darnold trade, you're still putting yourself in a position to take the best player available. Even if it's Patrick Sertain, I'll get on the wagon of, of uh, JD. And I don't know if y'all know, but our, our best scout when it comes to D-back, safety's corners, Vincent Holmes, that's the doc. He's been on. He's been on uh, Patrick Sertain for a while now. So if you go ahead and make your you make your DB room better up front like that, go ahead and do it. But at the eighth pick, if you want my prediction, the way things are panning out, I think it'll probably be Panay Sewell with the eighth pick. And I, I would be jumping for joy if we make that happen. Because with those two guys, if you look at the RAS score, I don't know if everybody knows that, but the RAS score, it basically gives you a, a grasp of what type of athlete you're getting at a particular position. If you look at history, when you take tackles and offensive tackles in particular, first round, most of those guys that pan out and actually are pro bowlers, all pros, they have a hard, uh, I'm sorry, a high RAS score. And if you look at them pro days and you look at Panay Sewell, you look at Rashawn Slater, those numbers are high. So I feel like it's I feel like when you when you address an offensive line at pick eight, you got two can't miss options. So let's you know what? Regard like Evan said, regardless of who the quarterback's gonna be, at least you got some protection. So I'm going with Panay Sewell, Rashawn Slater. If those two guys are going and I gotta do BPA, give me Parsons from Penn State. Wow. Yeah, I, I was talking about Parsons um earlier uh, in in, uh, in the offseason after the uh, season was over, I didn't realize he was such a freak athlete. Now, of course, you know, there's there's a, a you know, a discipline issue with him, uh, things of that nature. But, you know, he's a young guy. I, I, I can understand that he's a freak athlete. Um, quite honestly, because of the acquisitions that we've gotten uh, during the offseason, if, if we can pick him – in the second round and still grab um, Sewell or, or, or Slater. Fine. Fine. Now, Kevin, I know you had a one, a and a one B my one, a one B would be, um, one, a would be Sewell, excuse me. And one, one B would be certain. I, I, I like that kid that much, man. He, the, the his length, his 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 aggressiveness. He's a solid tackler, uh, and and he is in people's pockets, man. To have him a D Jack, just imagine that, dude. And you gonna have Chen playing in his natural position with that pass rush, man. Come on, I don't, I, it ain't gonna matter who the hell's gonna be playing quarterback because we're gonna keep getting the ball back over and over and over <laughs> and over and over. Either it's a turnover or it's, it's gonna be a three and out. That defense has the potential. You put you put a a, a certain on that defense, Jack. Boy. And, and and again, the only reason I say that is because how deep the offensive line is in, in this draft, man. But there is there is no other he's a he's a, I mean, he's a he's he's truly an athlete that stands by himself. But but Sewell and, and, and uh, um um Slater it's it's gonna be really hard to pass on them, man. I, I I hate to be I hate to be in, in that in that situation to, to pick one of those three individuals with the eight pick if they're available, or four individuals if you if you talk about um, um, the Parsons. Tim, I'll give you a one C too if you want to go corner first. J C yeah. Horn, J C Horn would be my my uh, if I had to do a, a a a list a shopping list a grocery list if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, Panay is my first one A. Um, I'll go Slater with one B. Um, then a three way tie one C. Um, Patrick Sertain or JC Horn. JC Horn is a dog. Um, he has he has the um the speed and athleticism that Rule likes at corner, and he has the mentality too. So um, either one of those corners instantly they want quarterback um corner. Uh, he's going to be the first guy. On, at the top of the cornerback list, and uh, hopefully uh, he'll be playing here a long time if any of those two um, corners come here. But I, I definitely agree with uh, Kevin Smooth on they they ain't right a lot, <laughs> but I believe um, Kevin and Smooth got this one right. <laughs> definitely offensive lineman first. 
Yeah, we can't go wrong with the old line. Go ahead, Kev. Tell you invite youngers on, they disrespect their elders. I swear, man. I saw my damn belt, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> What's some ass running? Nah, but I mean, I, I'm with you guys. I mean, I don't know if y'all um, heard him, but um, Lewis Riddick said that Patrick Sertain is the most technically sound cornerback he's seen come into an NFL draft in the last 10 years. Now, think about some of the lead cornerbacks that came in the NFL in the last 10 years, and he's and he mentioned it. And when it was pointed, and someone even said, Eden Bader and Jalen Ramsey, he said, yeah, that's a compliment. So if there was ever a consolation prize for not getting an offensive lineman at number eight for whatever reason, if one of these other teams decided to just, you know, suck the joy out and grab both of them, if Patrick Sertain is sitting, I could, I, I could see a better reason for taking him with no nothing against Mikhail Parsons, because I think the dude is going to be like a legit freak, stud. Bro. He a freak. But, but, but when I but when I think about you know the the wide receiver duos in our own damn division, much less our schedule. Word you up. know we uh yeah we we got to we, we got to we can't be throwing them on Rasu Douglases at the Julio Julio Jones and the Mike Evans and the and the you know. Mike Thomas is a, of our division. We we gotta have someone ahead that's gonna be like, look, I got this man over here. Y'all y'all play coverage on that side. I got this. Mm-hmm. You know, matter of fact, I want y'all to to, to be forced to throw the ball to Dante Jackson's way a lot. I want you to cut his rookie showing out. That's what I want you to do. Please. You know. So, um, yeah. So for me, yeah, yeah. That that would be my uh, consolation prize. Like, damn, they drafted Seawood, but. I got certain. Yeah, let's work. Cause like you said, with this pass rush, man, it's gonna be trouble, trouble, trouble. <laughs> Tom Brady picked a fine year to come back. <laughs> His old ass is gonna be getting tagged this year. I hope. I hope. Man, we got we got the tools to do it. Kevin, I didn't hey, can we address one of these uh, comments? Yeah, which one? Um, the, the certain speed one, uh, I'm not too concerned about it personally. Uh, uh-uh. I must've missed that one. That's right. Here. Uh-uh. Yeah, there it is. There it is. All right. Yeah. I'm not too concerned about it personally. Um, he ran four, two, uh, four, no, four, four, two. So, um, if you look at it plainly, it's, that's as fast as DJ. I'm not too concerned about it. People, um, I think people are concerned about Sertan's speed um, because of the technique that Alabama runs. Um, they run trail technique. So essentially what that is is you're going to stay on the, uh, the, uh, the the receiver's pocket and you're going to use the sideline in man coverage. Um, and you can potentially get beat over the top, um, but the goal is to squeeze to the to the sideline. So um, people have, have seen um, Sertan uh, – possibly get beat by um, wide receivers that are better at like high pointing the ball um, or mm-hmm. catching 50-50 balls. But I've, I haven't seen on film where he's just been flat out burned. Um, so that's, 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 um, that's why I don't, I'm not too concerned about it. J.C. Horn is a little bit more explosive, um, but um, technique, and there's two things that cover, um, carry over. I say it all the time at corner to the next level. It's the dog and it's technique. Um, that's why, uh, as, as, as good as an athlete as Caleb Farley is, he's not, he's not, um, I don't think he's ready to compete right away. I think it's going to take him a little while. Um, but he has the recovery speed, but, um, the dog and technique always translates always, always, always. Yeah, but, um, let me say this real quick. I'm sorry, Tim, I didn't even cut y'all. But yeah, but address Miss Cindy's comment. I know he's new to the team and a lot of fans are familiar with it, but. Get a chance. Watch that film of a pyramid. Oh God! You middle linebacker is not going to be the concern that it was last year with Tier uh, Whitehead. If you if you if you take the time and just 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 throw on the highlights um, for um, Denzel Perriman when he was playing with for the uh, for the Chargers, you will see that he uh, he's a load and he brings it every single play and he's even gotten a lot better the last two years in coverage as well so he's not just a a one-trick pony at linebacker you know because uh yeah 
Yeah, Perryman, Denzel Perryman. Yeah, I'm going to send it. Check him out. Uh, because, uh, J.D., I think you pointed out his coverage the last two years uh, really picked up um, as well. So, um, you know, I'm man, I saw one play, highlight play, I shared it off of Twitter, where last year's first-round pick for the Jets, Makai Becton. Now, mind you, Becton goes about 6'7", about 335 pounds. Now, mind you, Perriman is only 6'1", about 240. Mm-hmm. He blew Makai backed him up on a head to head, and still made the play on the ball carrier. He folded Beckton <laughs> <laughs> and got the running back. I think it was like a toss sweep with the with the tackle pulling, Bruh, I mean, I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? You know. <laughs> you mean that yo, guy? I mean. Yo, I mean that that man, this this kid Paramount, um man, I, yeah, that He's yeah, he, he he oh he brings it. Oh, you gonna hear pads popping. You gonna hear some pads popping with this guy. So that definitely check him out, Miss Cindy. I think you'll like him. Yeah. Mr. Wordbreaker said Paramount be trying to slap jokers into Neptune. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, well, when he makes up his mind to go get it. Oh boy, Lord help hey, you in the way. Hey, Tim, you know who you remind me of? Dude oh. from um, um, what was that movie from um? What's that movie <laughs> from the nineties? Which one? That movie from the nineties where he's like starting defense, plays at the table. Um, God, what was oh, that bro. movie? Where the black dude played linebacker and he's like, kill them all. <laughs> the program. The program, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you the one to you the one to kill my little brother. Like he plays like him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like we need some players that ain't been to church in a while on our defense. You know what I'm saying? I, I want some people that's he that's got like to it. repent. Yeah, For real. Yeah, no people that take out the ties when the ties come through. Yeah. <laughs> Right. And Bill Spears made a point. The only thing that you, the only thing that you expect out of Perryman is you just want to hope he stays healthy. Yeah, that's right. the only thing. And we, we, we know how that feels as Panther fans, where we have blue chip guys that can't stay healthy. So hopefully that man can stay healthy. If he can, he can be a forefront in our defense. To be honest with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. We're not gonna have. Hopefully, we won't have an issue early on stopping the run like we did last year. Man, that that really hurt us in a lot of games early on last year. Just, just, just allowing people get seven, eight yard clips on the run, dude. That. Hey, well, I can say, Larry, if if we can, uh, if we can get a, a draft pick and get your boy from Florida State, Marvin Wilson, to pair with uh, Terry Brown at that T tackle spot. <laughs> Ooh, you, you ain't got to worry about people getting the pairman um, <laughs> on that one. And that boy Marvin Wilson, that defensive tackle, like he was taught before he got hurt last year, like he was going like a first round talent, and you know now he's been skewed as like a round three, round four type of player. So, um, hey, that's just just a name to keep out. Because um, I know you follow FSU, that's your squad. But uh, I like I like him as on to possibly pair with uh, Derrick Brown to make a nasty D tackle combo, keep our linebackers clean. You know, absolute absolute facts, and I think. The new GM kind of, he kind of gave it away, but he let us know that <laughs> there's an intent. There's an intent to actually build this the trenches. That's how he laid it to us. He was like, you know what? Without giving it away, I want y'all to know that I'm going to address the trenches. So we know based on the way our roster is set up that the the, the offensive side is going to get addressed early whether it's first round, second round, I can pretty much guarantee to y'all, whether it's first round, second round, an offensive lineman is going to get taken. But at the same time, it tells me that he's not content with just what we did in free agency as far as the defensive line. We added guys like Fox to the defensive line that can, you know, help with the pass rush. But don't be surprised if you got a a second round or third round pick. That's a defensive tackle or an edge. So I'm just that's why I'm happy with the GM because he he sees things the way I see it. You can have regular type guys at the skill positions, wide receiver, corner, safety, quarterback, running back. You can add regular guys out. You can add regular guys out there, but you need blue chip guys to address them trenches. 
And I feel like the way his mind is thinking, based on the moves that we've seen been made, we're going to get better. Because this is what I can guarantee the Panther Nation. We're going to get better, get better, whether it's on the offensive line or the defensive line. Just know those two position groups are going to get upgraded with this 2021 NFL draft. We're going to get better on defense or offense in the trenches. And to be honest with y'all, that's all me and Kevin have ever asked for since four-man rush has been started. Yep. Go back to 2018-17, all we ever wanted to do was sure up the trenches. So, excuse me, Panther Nation, for us being so excited. I know y'all not excited, but me and Kevin Avery are because be. we've been begging for this for years. <laughs> we've been begging for this. <laughs> begging on our hands and knees, begging to get the offensive line better, to get the defensive line better. I promise y'all, if you can do those two things, you're looking at a playoff football team. That's right. That's all I'm asking for. So this is probably the most excitement y'all going to see from me. I know going into this draft, the two position the, the two position groups I care about most, they're going to get addressed. So I'm happy. Mm-hmm. I don't have no complaints. Y'all keep complaining about Sam Darnold. Me and Kevin Avery, we happy about what's going on right now. Um, So, um, Johans. Is it Johans or Johans? Mr. West. We'll call you Mr. West. Uh, the safety position, I, I think we're in a good position, um, no pun intended, with the safety position. Obviously, Chen is going to be going back to his natural position. Uh, he'll, he'll be playing there a lot more. And we have some other players that, um, you know, flash some 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 good uh, some good skill play last year uh, at the safety position while people were, were getting hurt and things of that nature. So I, I'm not too worried about it. I'm sure we'll probably draft somebody later on and bring in somebody um, to compete. But I, I'm not, I'm not too worried about the safety position, especially if we pick up certain. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, we get certain and we just draft O line the rest of the draft. That's an A plus, Jack. That's an that's A, a plus. Hey, Tim, I'll, I'll address this question second because I don't have much to say. Yeah. What we, what we did in free agency when we went and got Reddit to pair, to pair with Brian Burns, we got book in edges and we have a top 10 pick at DT. And we have the pieces to build around them. I don't give a fuck who you got back there at safety mm. right now. <laughs> I'm being right. I'm being honest with y'all. I don't care who you got back there. The fact that you got book in edges and the top ten pick at DT to build around, we can go with whoever you want to put back there. You tell you tell me who you want to put back there. We put them back there. The fact of the matter is, we're getting back to the foundation of what makes good Panther football. We're building through the front seven. That's why I'm not so high on Patrick Sertain. I like him. I will take them at pick eight, but it's not my priority because I see that there's a focus on making that front seven better, particularly on the front four. Getting that D-line right is going to solve a lot of our problems, and that's my simple answer to that question. You're here. Absolutely. If you disrupt the base, the structure will fall. You disrupt that front line, from a defensive standpoint, you disrupt that, that front line on offense, the quarterback's going to have a very bad day. And vice versa. So, hey, man. Panther Nation, stay tuned, man. That first pick, day one, is going to be interesting because we can go so many ways. So many ways. I, 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 don't, I don't see us screwing it up. We would have to be really, really stupid to screw up. <laughs> hey, Jack. <laughs> Oh, so as far as safety, I'm looking at what we got now. Uh, we got Justin Burris, Sean Chandler, Sam Franklin, JT Ibe. I think we just signed him today. Kenny Robinson. Uh, so what we need from safeties is just don't be Haruki Nakamura. Oh, Lord Jesus. That's all we need. Don't be Woo! Thomas Deku. Just don't. Boy, you and I, 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 <laughs> I don't. I I don't think these guys don't be Quentin McHale. Just don't. Oh God. Damn. You don't you don't even gotta be Kurt Coleman. You ain't even gotta be Mike Adams. Just be average. <laughs> Just be average. 
Because that ball, that ball will be out in two point five seconds or less anyway. Because our pass rush, if you if you if you try to play as play action, you can do that. You want to? We got mm-hmm. some spin moves that'll touch your heart, like <laughs> like so serious. So look, just just look, get get look. Don't get burnt on flea flickers by uh, the fourth or fifth string wide receiver. Be in position. <laughs> if you give us two picks, we'll love you forever. That's it. That's all we need from facts. You. That's real, man. Oh man. Um, so all right, folks. I, I believe we touched all the topics uh for, for this evening's uh podcast recording. I'd like to thank you folks for dropping by and uh checking out the uh Four Memories podcast as we record live. You can also catch the uh the production version on YouTube. I uh, have a little little more bells and whistles involved in it. Um of course you can catch our podcast audio um on you know spotify stitcher google Podcasts, uh apple Podcasts, you know, so on and so forth so uh yeah 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 this this was this was fun and we'll be doing this um a, a lot more actually you you could probably you could pretty much bet on us doing live stream when we record our podcast from here on out yeah we're gonna do it like that because nobody else does it like we do baby Nobody. We bring riots. Tell it. Tell it. Shots fired. On the Shots <laughs> fired, Tim. Shots fired. <laughs> it, it's pretty simple to see. We the best. We the best doing it right now. So, oh, like for real, man. I mean, we're not trying to step on toes, man. But you know, get your feet out the way. Oh, I'm stepping on toes. Get your feet out the way. <laughs> get your feet out the way, bro. We stepping. <laughs> They don't got nobody over there better than what we do. That's just that's just how I look at it. You know, we got that ether, the stuff that make your soul burn slow. Right, Ooh. right, right. <laughs> and it's uh, it's all because of y'all, folks, man. You, you, the four members fans, you guys make it all worth it, man. For real. You know, not only are you fellow Panther fans, um, but you but you 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 dig what we're trying to do, man, and, and we really appreciate y'all. Real talk. And um, there will be some swag gear coming out very soon. Believe that, um, you know, COVID did some things that we had to adjust to, so we couldn't do what we wanted to do. Uh, but that's going to be coming out very soon, and um, you know, <laughs> four man rush fans, you guys going to be hit. You go, you're going to get hit with it first, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. All right, folks, um, any parting shots, uh, gentlemen? If y'all noticed me earlier, you know, I'm wearing this thing called Soul Shop. Got a T-shirt on. I got a couple of masks. This is a friend of mine that has a nonprofit geared towards helping our youth understand that there's more to life than sports and entertainment. Right. You can join the arts. You want to do music. You want to paint pictures. Do what you do. Shout out to Soul Shop, based out of Harlem, New York. Right on. That's what's up. That's what's up. Shout out to the Soul Shop. It's a great cause, y'all. Great cause. Uh, Kev, Jake. Oh yeah. So I'm always one to want to thank the fans of the Footman Rush, especially on Panthers Twitter. <laughs> Yo, that is ground zero for for pettiness. Is Panthers Twitter? It is. You know, and 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 uh, you know, we try to keep it professional, but you know, some some people be coming at us half ass with the slick, and you know, you have to, you know, we we have to, you know reintroduce ourselves, you know, but uh, it's all fun. We're still cheering for the same team at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? It's all for, it's all for entertainment, all for show, but uh, just always want to thank our fans who, who inspired us to get this started in the first place. Uh, we want to let you know that we, uh, we do what we do for you. We up late at night studying film, analyzing data, you know, breaking things down. We're getting up early in the morning. You know, we multitask while we're on our jobs. You know, we're we're writing, you know, articles, things like that. We're doing this because we love it, and we, w- we want our fans to feel like they're getting the best access to Premier Panther content that they can understand. Because there's a lot of content that's out there. We want to give you content that you not only understand, but that you can apply and have some logic behind it. We don't want to put out fluff or what's trending or, you know, go wherever the wind blows, wherever the media goes now. Nah. We like to stand out on our own. So we may rub some people the wrong way, but at the end of the day, we're going to be heading in the right way. So 
you know, if you like the real, stay here with us. Four man brush, baby. It is what it is, you know. Logical, factual, logical, credible. It's always been that way, and that's not going to change. You know, and you can you can see it in our products, man. If you look at these comments from the fans, we haven't been able to get to every question, but all the questions are really groundbreaking knowledge. Like we appreciate all those questions you guys ask. I'm going to make sure I address those those comments too and answer some of those questions, but you guys are on the right path. It's sad that we as fans know more to what it takes to build a, a great football team than, you know, who's in the front office, but stick with us. That's all I can Facts. say. Love y'all. Keep pounding as well, man. I love y'all. What up? What up? Um, wow. The, the, the love is real, man. I, I dig y'all, man. No doubt. Panther Nation, stay tuned. This 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 could be a groundbreaking year. If 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 the draft goes the way that these guys are, are are predicting that it does, it could be truly, truly groundbreaking. For real, for real. So hey, stay tuned, man. And we really appreciate you guys for uh coming out and hanging out with us. So for those of you who are listening to the podcast, whether you're listening in the morning, afternoon, or evening, thank you so much for checking out the four man rush. Shout out to Manscaped and Manscaped.com. Um, if, if you want to uh, get free shipping and 20% off site-wide, off the entire site, off your entire purchase, 4MRscaped20. That is 4MRscaped20. Type that in. When you check out with your merchandise, you will receive 20% off, and it will be shipped to your house for free. Right? So you know, keep your balls tight. 100. <laughs> That's how it goes. So, thank you so much, Panther Nation. Thank you to everybody on Facebook and Twitter, live feed, checking, in, checking out with us and, uh, you know, commenting and all the other good stuff. And as always, keep pounding. Y'all hold it down. Appreciate y'all. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. I'm playing games. She love it, we out in public and we can just chill with my partners and we can go back to my crib and just chill out the covers and do we come in and you love us. The Foreman Rush is brought to you by the love and respect of and for the Carolina Panthers and Carolina Panther fans everywhere. Keep pounding. The Four Men Rush is a non-affiliate of the Carolina Panther organization. All thoughts, assessments, and content of this podcast is directly related to the Four Men Rush exclusively. Thank you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.